0: Learn more about Messianic Judaism and find helpful resources. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Chag Pesach Sameach. Can you say that? Chag Pesach Sameach. So, um, since it's Passover, I thought it was fitting to start off this morning with a pizza story. Everyone loves pizza, right? I'm getting very puzzled looks. Pizza on Passover? Well, you'll get it later I hope. So early last month I was getting ready for a game night with some of my buddies. We do this every once in a while where we bring some food and snacks to share and we play some card games. When I really had a craving for a fresh cheese pizza from a local convenience store I know, so I don't give the name away. The name is some digits between 6 and 8 and 10 and 12. (laughs) You do the math. All right? So now I know that might be quite strange to some people because there's so many pizza places out there around. Why did I want to get this? Well, when you want something, you really want something, and you just do it. So then I had a thought. It's about 30 minutes to drive to my friend's house. So I wanted the pizza to be as fresh as possible. So I put it in my GPS, the closest place near his house and drove there. So (laughs) when I got to the store and walked in and saw the clerk and I walked up him all proud and everything and a smile on my face, I said, one fresh cheese pizza, please. And he looked at me dumbfounded and said, we don't do that anymore. I was like, do what? Said, this is the place, right? He goes, no, it's not that place anymore. We're now somebody else. I'm like, what a letdown. The air just burst out of my balloon. And I was like, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do now? So, with only minutes to spare, I did a search for the closest pizza place on my phone. Two minutes away, there was a place called Pizza. Okay, nothing new there, right? Except, the spelling was P-I-T-S-A. So I never heard of it before, and it was so close. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. So I drove over there, walked in, smiled at the clerk, and I said, one cheese pizza, please. He looked at me and he goes, just a cheese pizza? And I said, yeah just a plain cheese pizza he goes what kind of sauce do you want I said is there more than one red sauce you know marinara something like that with the cheese he goes okay fine 10 minutes alright so I'm waiting there 10 minutes and I'm looking around and something strange occurred to me everybody that was coming into this pizza place they looked Indian like they're from India and it's like, looked up on the wall and the menu was all these specialty pizzas from the Middle East. And I was like, what did I get myself into here? So just a few minutes later, the clerk gives me the pizza. I rush to my car, I drive to my friend's house. And I was like, yeah, I got my fresh pizza. Get to his house and they're like what took you so long I said well I had to go to the place and then that place didn't have pizza and I go to some well why didn't you go here why did not you go there yeah you know that's the old Jewish thing It's like why didn't you do this and why didn't you do that so I was like but I did this so I opened up the box I take out the pizza and take a bite of it and I was like this is different I got a curry pizza oh my gosh only thing about the only thing I like about curry is Steve curry the basketball player I do not like curry and I thought to myself maybe I should have gone to Subway but anyway so why am I talking about pizza on Passover because pizza and game night go together like matzah and pesa. it's tradition Right? Like Tevya says, tradition. And Tevya says, you may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. So a tradition, this I got out of Wikipedia. You know, whenever you want to know a definition, go to Wikipedia. So, this is what I got from them. A tradition is a belief or behavior, folk custom. Passed down with a group or society with symbolic meaning or special significance with origins of the past. A component of folklore. Common examples include holidays or impractical, impractical but socially meaningful clothes like lawyers' wigs or military officers' spurs. But the idea has also been applied to social norms such as greetings. Chag sameach. Right? Traditions can persist and evolve for thousands of years. The word tradition itself derives from the Latin tradere, and I didn't take Latin, so if I mispronounce that, oh well. Literally meaning to transmit, uh, to hand over, or give for safekeeping. While it is commonly assumed that traditions have an ancient history, many traditions have been invented on purpose whether that be political or cultural over short periods of time. Various academic disciplines also use the word in a variety of ways. The phrase according to tradition or by tradition usually means that whatever information follows is known only by oral tradition, but it is not supported and perhaps may be refuted by physical documentation. Documentation. Are you falling asleep yet? By the physical artifact or other quality of evidence, tradition is used to indicate the quality of a piece of information being discussed. For example, according to tradition, Homer was born in Chios, but many other local localities have historically claimed him as theirs. This tradition may never be proven or disproven. In another example, King Arthur, By tradition, a true British king has has inspired well-loved stories. Whether they are documented facts or not does not decrease their value as cultural history and literature. (sighs) Traditions are a subject of study in several academic fields, especially in local sciences such as folklore studies, anthropology, archaeology, and biology. You didn't think you were going to get an education this morning, did you? The concept of tradition as a notion of holding on to a previous time. It is also found in political and philosophical discourse. Wait, what? No, 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 no more Wikipedia. I'm done with that. That's just too much, too much. Hmm. So let's get back on track. So many people have traditions. They could be based on a strong faith, where they're from, or perhaps just something your family does regularly. Usually around a table. As Jews, we sure know how to eat around a table, don't we? Mm Mm-hmm, it shows. (sighs) But anyway, birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, I mean, search the internet there are literally thousands of traditions out there. How many in here can think of a tradition that they have? Show of hands. Come on, I know everybody's got something. It's alright, I'm not grading anybody. So, it's mind-boggling how many traditions are out there. So as a child growing up in a conservative Jewish home, with a kosher butcher for a father, and a very talented artist for a mom, and a brother four, my, four years my senior, who fussed with me time and time again, I looked at us as being very traditional. We went up to the Catskills back in the 60s, attended many B'nai B'rith events. B'nai B'rith is a Jewish organization that my mother was a, uh, a president of a chapter of. And every Pesach, we went over extended family or friends' home for a Seder. We did this for several years, but as I got older, things changed. My mom's career was put on a a priority, and the traditional family situation was replaced by more untraditional circumstances. Eh, it happens. Another tradition in our faith is the coming of age, making Aliyah, coming up to the Bema to go up. That's what Aliyah means to this bimah and read from the Torah as a bar or Ba mitzvah at the age of 13. Some of you know that this was something that I did, did not have the opportunity to do or participate in when I was younger. It wasn't until my 60th birthday that I finally did it. Amen. So Bonnie and I were watching a series on TV last weekend which takes place in the late 60s. In this episode, there was a young man that was a survivor of Auschwitz as a child. And he told the Catholic nun about his loss of his entire family during that time. And because of those circumstances, he never had his bar mitzvah and was fearful to show his Jewishness. The nun encouraged him. A Catholic nun encouraged a Jewish man spoke to the local rabbi on his behalf and arranged for him to have his aliyah. Bonnie looked at me and she said, see, it's never too late, (laughs) never too late. I will always remember when I was young how the festivals brought our family together. The Passover Seder, in my opinion, was one of, if not the most important, This was tradition. Tonight we have a Seder which is traditional to tell the story according to the scriptures. So what happened? God sent Moses to Pharaoh to tell him to let his people go. He wouldn't. So God sent plagues upon Egypt. One worse than the next. So we're going to read in Exodus 12, 21 through 51. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go select lambs for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. You are to take a bundle of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and apply it to the crossbeam and the two doorposts with blood from the basin. None of you may go out the door of his house until morning. And eye will pass through... To strike down the Egyptians. But when he sees the blood on the crossbeam and the two doorposts, Adonai will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to strike you down. Also, you are to observe, observe this event as an eternal ordinance for you and your children. The door of a door. When you come into the land which Adonai will give you, as he promised, you are to keep this ceremony. Now, when it happens that your children ask you, What does this ceremony mean to you? you are to say, It is a sacrifice of Adonai's Passover, because he passed over the houses of Bnei Israel in Egypt when he struck down the Egyptians, but spared our households. So the people bowed their heads and they worshiped. Then Bnei Israel went out and did it. They did just as Adonai had commanded Moses and Aaron. So it came about at midnight that Adonai struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh sitting on his throne to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn cattle. Then Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. Why do we do this? Is it like our father says, because I said so? Or is there more? I think it is. Because God's faithfulness and covenant with us, we want to do as Hashem is asking and bring honor to him by following his mitzvot. Let's look at Leviticus 23, 4 to 8. These are the appointed festivals of Adonai, holy convocations, which you are to proclaim in their appointed season. During the first month, on the 14th day of the month, in the evening, is Adonai's Passover, Pesach. On the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Matzo to Adonai. For seven days you are to eat matzah. On the first day you are to have a holy convocation and you should do no regular work. Instead you are to present an offering made by fire to Adonai for seven days. On the seventh day is a holy convocation when you are to do no regular work. This is tradition, right? I remember a time when I was the one at the Seder table asking the four questions starting with Why is this night different from all other nights? This is still a tradition and tonight some young person is going to ask same four questions we will go through the Haggadah light the festival lights do the kish over the cup of wine there are four cups tonight they all have special meaning I want to let you think about that we will go over the symbols of the Seder plate and the reason that there are three pieces of matzah the dividing of the middle one Hmm. This one has a special meaning. We'll tell the story of slavery to deliverance. As I mentioned earlier, ask the four questions. What was it like in the land of Egypt? How Moses became the speaker for Adonai, and then the plagues upon Egypt. We will praise and go through each ritual before we have a festive meal. This is all traditional. Every Jew around the world knows this, that I knew until I came to learn about Yeshua HaMashiach, Yeshua the Messiah. Then I learned a new tradition. We will talk about the coming one tonight, who would be the sacrificial lamb. As a Jew, this was very different to me. Didn't know I can have him too. It was during this festival that he poured out himself for all mankind. His blood was shed for all the world. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life Yeshua the one that was spotless blameless took our sins and diseases upon him was crucified died on Pesach and was resurrected on the third day. This is the new tradition to me. I became a new traditional Jew. Jew that didn't know that Yeshua came for the lost sheep of Israel. The ones that have gone astray and were far from God. So if you are a Jewish person that is within the sound of my voice or a non-Jewish believer that wants to know the Jewishness of your Messiah, of Jesus why not start a new tradition? a relationship with the Father through the Son that He gave us and be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh the Holy Spirit. Experience something that you never thought possible or even worthy of. I've had Jewish friends tell me that Jesus was the first Christian. I've had Jewish friends tell me that Jesus is not for us. You don't know for how many years that was beat into my head. He's not for you. He's not for you. Stay away. Until I read the scriptures where the truth be told. That's where it is. So, start a new tradition. And maybe next year in Jerusalem, maybe you could join me on one of my Pesach traditions a new kind of pizza, a matzah pizza. Amen. 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 Shabbat shalom. So is that going to be a matzah curry pizza or just... Oh, no, 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 no. Just sorry to bring that up. All right. Well, uh, thank you, brother. I don't mean to be in a hurry, but I don't eat curry. (laughs) Oh. Oh. (laughs) That was a good exit. (laughs) All right. (laughs)